Good evening, good evening, and welcome back to Snell Nation, where I I dig around and I you know I, I try to jump on some of the topics, things that I think um, either they they get no attention or they get very little attention. And tonight, I wanted to talk about our wonderful two-party paradigm that we seem to be just locked into, and we've been locked into it for a long time, uh, many many years <laughs> and it's gotten us nowhere good <laughs> overall but it is kind of interesting and you know we're the inspiration for this I posted a couple of things on social media as, as I like to and um, I posted one one article that just discussed the differences between the uh, the, the left and the right between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And I presented the idea, hey, you know, what if? And, you know, I always have to frame it, you know, what if? There really is just one, essentially one party. You know, we can call it the business party. We can call it the corporate party. You know, we can call it the elite party or whatever. And then it encompasses the left and the right. And you know, I was met with a, a lot of just, hey, that's, you know, that that's just not possible. And I've, I've had this, that same, that same phrasing just lobbed at me when I've brought up other topics, pretty much anything that just seems a bit unorthodox, um, or if it seems outside of the spectrum of approved opinion, the spectrum of approved conversation, it's seen as lunacy. You know, there's just no way that a bunch of corporations could purchase a senator. You know, there's, there's no way that scientists could be corrupted or paid off. There's just, that's just not possible. That doesn't, that doesn't happen in this country, you know, or, or it's not, it's not large scale. It's not massive, you know, kind of like election fraud, like, oh, well, maybe a few dead people voted, but not enough for it to really matter. It's like, that's the wrong answer. I mean, the answer should be that we want, things to be transparent. You know, we want things to be to be balanced and open and we want things to be efficient. <laughs> so, that's what that's what brought me here. And I was just sitting and thinking and just wondering what, you know, why why is it so hard for so many people to um, explore that possibility? You know, that that there's something incredibly broken within the system. Um, within our political system and it's not just on one side of the aisle or the other and there's plenty of examples and uh, tons of information that shows that it, it's both <laughs> I mean it, it really is and but we're so locked into our religion and that's the part of it that I also find quite funny because there are people that I know that are uh you know, they're, they're, they're atheists, you know, or they, they, they fall under that, that label. But whenever you talk about politics, they'll talk about one side as if they can do no wrong. They have all the answers. The other side is just pure evil out to just destroy the world and sap it of all its resources and all that stuff. And the irony of it just seems to be lost. I'll just, I'll listen and I'll just sit there and I just, it's like, man, I don't think they can hear what they're saying, <laughs> you know, but 
it's 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 cult like behavior to me and and you know my observation when you can have two parties that have shown time and time again that the people that created the government the people that you know as far as we can tell elect them kind of you know when they're not serving their constituents time and time again both republicans and democrats you know why is it that people can't can't see that can't see all those fundamental flaws and all the cracks that are there when you can have a you know a foreign conflict like the afghan war go on for like two, over 20 years under several presidencies both republican and democrat and essentially there's this status quo now i will admit that you know trump did some some shaking up a little bit sure but still i mean he just was shoved off to the side and things went right back to the way they were and all the defense contractors and all that kind of stuff you know people went back to making bombs and dropping bombs and making money and all that kind of stuff you know and that's it you know it, there's just certain things that continue and interesting things that are considered bipartisan and i love bringing up uh, like the patriot act is a great example something that never should have been but you know you can't let um a good crisis go to waste and the, and the people were scared after 9 11 uh, 2001 everyone was just so terrified kind of like what happened last year where all this legislation and things were just flying off the shelves. I mean, the Patriot Act, I mean, that thing came to be within 60 days of the towers falling. And it was just riddled with all these different angles. And, and essentially, if you if you were labeled a terrorist, pretty much your life was over. I mean, it, you could be detained for an extended period of time, you know, with no access to an attorney or to your family, any of that. And then you look at the definitions like, okay, well, what makes someone a terrorist? And then, you know, like, oh, well, that's very general. You know, that I mean, you could lump just about anyone underneath that. And we're seeing a lot of that now with the term extremist being thrown around and how just fast and loose they're playing with, with that definition or with, or with that term and how it's defining who gets lumped underneath it. And once again, you'll you'll see that from both sides. The Patriot Act was renewed multiple times. Um, both sides supported it, even though it clearly was infringing on the rights of American citizens. They were the ones that were impacted the most by it, not not foreign terrorists. You know, and I'd, I'd love to get a breakdown of exactly what the positives of the Patriot Act were and how it saved American lives or protected us. Because so far, I, 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 I haven't seen it. So you have that. Then you just can go right into um, breakdowns of a lot of the, the donations. A lot of this information is, you know, it's public knowledge. It's easily accessible. You can look at all these corporations um, during the 2020 election. You know, during any, any given election cycle. And you can see how a lot of them donate. And you'll see so many that for some strange reason, they're giving just, in some cases, millions of dollars on the left and the right. 
And, you know, Walt Disney is the one that comes to mind. In 2020, they threw down a cool $20 million spread out between the red and the blue. And, you know, it's just, well, why is that? Well, because it works, you know, because you, you want to own people on the left and the right. And then you're guaranteed a victory whenever it's time to uh, create some sort of law or make the 100 millionth update to our tax code, which is just a complete farce. It's just nothing but a handful of pages on how the peasants are to be handled. And then thousands of pages on all the loopholes and protections and all kinds of great stuff um, for, for those in those elite statuses. Um, but that's that. But you have all that. And we, we, we get so lost in this that we don't step back and take a good look at it. Take a good look at the situation. Take a good look at these these political parties and all these incredibly expensive campaigns. I mean, the 2020 presidential election, I think the price tag was $14 billion. Why? Why does it cost $14 billion for two people to compete against each other for a job that's going to pay them $400,000? I mean, heck, Fauci was paid more than that. But we have all this money being thrown around. No one asks why. You know, why, why, why is Walt Disney willing to give, you know, a couple million dollars to a presidential candidate? Not out of the goodness of their heart. Because it buys them something. It gets them, grants them access. And don't get me started about Congress. I mean, that whole... All, all those congressional members, you know, every time I think there's maybe one decent one and then you look and like, OK, who, where did they get their money from? All right. Well, Facebook donated like two million dollars for this and Disney donated this and this and that. And I gave 50 bucks. Hmm. I wonder who they're going to look out for, you know, once they get in office or once they get reelected. You know, I wonder who who's going to get their attention. I don't think it'll be me. I don't think my 50 bucks can measure up to the $2 million <laughs> given by McDonald's or Walt Disney or Walmart or, or whatever. But we don't ask those questions. We just carry on. You know, we, we, we watch all the ridiculous debates, which they were quite ridiculous, uh, especially for the uh, 2020 presidential election. It was just a bunch of nonsense. I watched part of one and, and I just realized it was just, it was a waste of my time. They weren't really asking any relevant questions. There was no real push from the moderators, really. It was like watching a WWE wrestling match, only less interesting. And people, the people, we the people, the 330 million that'll have a majority will have key things that are important to us and it won't go anywhere. I mean, you can look at legislation. I mean, there's certain things that come up and they won't even make it to the floor. Like, um, I don't know, congressional term limits. I mean, how crazy is that? The people want it. Congress has an approval rating that kind of bounces back and forth between 9% and like 15%. The people want term limits, but we have to wait 
for Congress to care enough to create term limits for themselves? I mean, how, how does that make sense? It's kind of the same way how, you know, Congress can vote for the for themselves to get a pay raise. They can vote and they can add something into a um, into the CARES Act or to into some stimulus package um, like, I don't know, 14 million dollars to pay for furniture, office furniture, you know, little things like that. And we have to sit and wait. And the whole thing, it just. It cracks me up. I think it's interesting. You get three hundred and thirty million people. Just sitting back, catering to the whims of 535 members of Congress, you know, a handful of people in the in the judicial branch, some people in the legislative branch and a handful of government agencies. And that keeps everything together. And people won't even ask relevant questions out of fear. It, it truly blows my mind. So another side of that, too, when you're when you're talking about the left and the right you'll look at say conservatives now i'm not quick to say i'm a conservative i will say i have some conservative libertarian tendencies there's certain aspects of it that i agree with but i you know i don't necessarily like the label but you'll have so many people that'll tie conservatives to the republican party and I talked to someone about this a couple days ago and I just threw something out there to said, Hey, well, is it true or isn't it true that there are times where being a good conservative and being a good Republican are very different things. And, you know, there was some pushback on that, but there were a lot of people that agreed and it's true. It really is. It's the same thing with the left. But so many people will just entangle those things together. And then if you have any outliers, you know, and any people that go against your ideology, then you just label them as alt left or alt right. Um, Or, you know, they're, they're just far leftists, very, very far leftists. They're very, very far right wingers. You know, they're 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 rhinos. Republicans in name only. It's like, no, no, they're, they're just Republicans. They're not, there's, there's, let's not try and, let's try not to church it up. You know, let's just call it what it is. It's just a bunch of dirty politicians that are just getting over on us. And uh, that's it. And they're on the left and the right. It's, it's pretty simple. But let's, let's not muddy the waters, which we're pretty, pretty good at. So there was a, uh, article I ran across that I I thought was interesting and it ties well into this and the title of the article is 11 signs that your political party is your cult and this woman has 11 key indicators pretty I think pretty it's pretty reasonable and you know I'll run through I'll run through some of these so the very first one you see the world as us and them and we got a pretty, pretty big taste of that in 2020. I mean, we had people clashing at at uh, at different events, and you know, we had protests and counter protests, and you know, we had a few people that died. You know, I, I would say, yeah, yeah, I would say that there that 
certain members of, of both parties would have to admit that they are they're showing cult-like uh, behavior. Here's number two. You think that your candidate is the only answer. So I've had plenty of conversations with people about um, our previous president, uh, President uh, Donald J. Trump, you know, who I, I supported his, his reelection. And I had my reasons. I had a nice, wonderful list of, uh, I believe it was 123 things that President Trump got right. Um, and then I also presented some things that I felt that he got wrong. But no render that I say, hey, you know, he's he's it like uh, the whole country's going to end if we if he's not reelected, it's over. You know, <laughs> like and there were plenty of people that were talking like that. Very doom and gloom, you know, just all or nothing. And yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. But we've become so just accustomed to just lobbing statements out there like that, that it just rolls off the tongue and we don't really think about it you know exactly what it is that we're saying it's kind of like the people that are quick to call someone a racist or a sexist and it's it's just so easy now it's second nature it's just it's like saying you know the sky is blue it's just something you just rattle off even though it's an incredibly serious uh, accusation but that's where we are so next up you refuse to listen to the other side yeah a lot of that. I've had people on, well, some on the left and some on the right, and uh, that'll that'll throw stones at me the second I say something negative about their chosen candidate, their their messiah. And I will, I can go all day long. I can just talk forever about the good things that happen under the uh, Trump under Trump's administration. And then I can talk about the bad. And I've had some people get a little, you know, all antsy in their pantsy when I say some negative things. Um, And then, of course, on the left, you know, very aggressive, very, you know, just just in my face. And it doesn't take much. I've had people get excited just over me asking some simple, basic questions. Hey, why did you vote for Biden? You know, hey, can you tell me some some policy things, you know, just something from his past? And just what is it? How did he connect with you? How did he resonate with you? Can you, can you tell me why you're a Biden supporter and you can't say the word Trump at all in your in your response? Can you do that? And I, I think that's reasonable. But, you know, they get all excited and they get all worked up and emotional and and we know how those things go. It's just one step away from violence. And so that's usually where the conversation tends to trail off or I, or, or I walk away. So there's that. Next one, you choose to listen to your side's commentary of the other side's leader rather than listening directly yourself to the other side's leader. So we get plenty of that in our mainstream media. They they help to kind of keep that sort of culture alive where it's we're listening to. In this case, we would say now I would say we're listening to Fox News. Tell us about. I don't know, the Biden administration and the members of his cabinet. Whereas we could just as easily just look up the information ourselves and do some research on the people that have been appointed in these different positions. And I can assure you, if you do go that route, you're going to be incredibly disappointed, but um, you should do that instead of relying on the, on the lamestream media, 
which is terrible on all sides. Believe me, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, it's it's all a complete waste of time. It, it's it's the same old shenanigans. But hey, I'll save that for another time. Next, you don't have a problem with your leader and leaders of your side calling the other side names or intimidating, undesirable traits. That that goes without saying. And people are quick, like I said before, quick to throw out a lot of uh, pretty serious accusations, pretty aggressive terms based on um, a lot of times based on nothing, which we saw plenty of that when Trump was president, where, you know, he was called a racist every day by people on on the other side of the aisle and based on nothing. I mean, just nothing tangible. But they would just run with it. And a lot of our, um, I guess you can call them journalists, um, they're more like activists now. I think all of them are, uh, where they play that same game. And it's incredibly sad. And it's just, it, it just makes the environment um, much, much worse. So there's a couple more in here. But I didn't want to run this too long. Um, but... I'll go with one more that I thought was was pretty good. Your support of your leader is emotional rather than intellectual. And it goes back to the statement I made about asking the question, hey, you know, can you tell me why you're Biden supporter? You know, why, you know, what what pulled you towards this person? And then all I could do is go on a rant about how, you know, Trump, well, Trump was a racist and a sexist and a this and a that. You know, and he was going to lead us to World War Three, this and that, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, OK, that's very emotional. Can you can you go? Let's go to the intellectual side. What are some particular policies that Trump blessed off on that you don't like? What are some executive orders that he threw out there that you didn't like? You know, maybe organizations he supported or something like. Is there anything like that? And you're you're a Biden supporter. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Biden? What are some things that he's done in the past? You know, during his 47, 48 year career in politics, what, you know, what are some key things that stand out that, that pulled you towards that person? And uh, nope, I usually uh, it usually doesn't go very far. So I, I just I just find it all it, it's all fascinating. It, it's incredibly sad, like a lot of things happening this decade. But it's also fascinating to just sort of sit back and and watch as people become these tribalistic um, animals that so many don't even realize that they're a part of a tribe or a cult to the to the point where they they demonize and they look at the other side as not just wrong but morally wrong and evil and they must be stopped. Just some of the things that people have said to me, some of the, some of the messages I've received, um, especially last year, tensions were incredibly high. And every time there was some police shooting of some black convicted felon, I would just happen to bring up the facts. And then nine times out of 10, like, well, the shooting was justified. The guy, the guy attacked both the cops, punched one of them, took the other guy's taser, tried to shoot it at him, tried to shoot the cop in the face with it. You know, that guy, this guy, he, he had a knife. He ran, he ran at him like the video is right there. 
and people would still say things like you should die yada 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 you know burn in hell you know it's like wait a minute i'm what is wrong with you people <laughs> but it, it's it's pretty wild but i'm here to tell you that you know if if you're conservative hey good for you if you're uh, a moderate you know fantastic you know if if you're liberal yeah you know well, we, we all make our choices um but I can assure you that being a good this and being a good that, they, they don't always equal the same. So, you know, just like being a good citizen by today's standards and everything that's going on right now, it doesn't necessarily equate to being a good human. So I'll just leave it there. But thanks for listening in. Um, please continue to provide me with your feedback. Um, also, thank you for um, all my supporters out there. Um, I greatly appreciate your donations. Um, it all goes towards the channel. Um, I, I, can, I can assure you that. So I just thanks a lot. Um, and get, keep the feedback coming in. I really appreciate that. It helps me when I craft some of these topics and, and things to, to dive in because, you know, yeah, the, the show is called Snell Nation, but it's really it's it's more your show than mine. You know, I, I pick through a lot of these topics, um, but there are a portion of them that actually come from recommendations from people that'll shoot me an email or a text or something like that. So if there's anything that comes to mind or a particular individual um, you, you'd like uh, for me to, to talk about or topic to dig into or an individual maybe to try to get to come on to the show, um, please feel free to let me know. And as always, you can still find me. My, my Snow Nation page is still up. Uh, for now on Facebook and Instagram. You also can find me on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, of course the podcast is all over the place now. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker Radio, you know, just take your pick. <laughs> There's plenty to choose from. So, hey, thanks for listening in. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Snow Nation out.